I finally did it. I have finally started a podcast for common sense, fair people in America. So welcome to it. It's called The Moderate. This is our first episode. We, I'm just, there's been too many nights. I watch this network. I watch that network. Left wing, right wing. People, it seems like people are losing their minds. People hate each other. People can't have a civil conversation. And about what? About politics? I mean, yeah, these are important issues. They affect people's lives. But at the end of the day, you could disagree with someone and still respect them. So, I mean, I'm really hoping that this podcast, you know, maybe maybe I'll upload an episode a week, two episodes a week, around 30 minutes to an hour each one. Just, you know, talking about my thoughts on the different things that are happening, some commentary on it, maybe having some other people on. I'm not even going to say my identity for now. Maybe if this gets out and, you know, hopefully it becomes popular. If not, it doesn't. It's okay. But maybe people will know. But it's not about my identity. It's just about putting some, putting some content out there that might help, even if it helps heal the divide a little bit or change one person's opinion, then I'll be happy. Because look at this, what's going on. There's radicalism on both sides, the left, the right far-right terrorists, left-right agitators. I mean, it's really, it's a scary time in, in America. Um, so the description I wrote today, I want to talk about the 2024 election, which I hate talking about the election in 2024 and it's 2022. Like, it's two years away. But, all right, I guess that's the game, whatever. Um, we got to talk about the Georgia election. The runoff, um, and I also want to talk about Russia and Ukraine, and you know maybe just a few other things. Um, so I've been following the election, and like f- you know, for for those of you who you know don't know who I am, I am a very moderate, moderate political um, supporter. You know, I voted for Trump in twenty sixteen over Hillary. I did not vote for Trump in 2020, and I will not vote for him in 2024. Um, I have some conservative views. I have some liberal views, um, and I'll get into all of them. Um, but, you know, I don't, my, I hope that even when I share some of those views, I'm not labeled as that term. You know, if I said to you, you know, I believe, uh, and by the way, this isn't true. I'm just making this up for an example. Let's say I said I'm pro-life okay, you're a conservative, you're a right-wing hack, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, I'm a socialist. Then what am I, right? I'm labeled a liberal, am I labeled a conservative? The point is labels don't work because people are, di- are deeper than labels. People do not have to subscribe to each party's agenda entire, in, in its entirety. You can believe in some things, you can believe in others, and that's the main point that I'm trying to get across in this podcast is... I can have some views on this side. I can have some views on that side, right? We can talk about them in a civil manner. And just, you know, that should be the normal, that should be the normal way, the normal political way. I mean, like, you shouldn't have to feel like I have to, if I'm pro-life, then I have to be this and I have to be that and I have to be pro-gun and I have to be, you know, uh, against gay marriage. And if I'm on the left, I have to be a socialist and I have to be, you know, for socialized medicine and raising taxes, you know, you can have different opinions. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, 
maybe, you know, feel like that they are in a box and, and they can't have multiple opinions because of labels that are given to them by the rest of, of society. Um, so, you know, maybe before I get into the current events, I could share a little bit about myself politically. So like I said, I voted for Trump in 2016, did not vote for him in 2020. I believe that um, America functions best economically and, um, and uh, on foreign policy on a conservative agenda. You know, lower taxes, uh, less regulation, um, peace through strength, you know, fund the military, I believe, you know, and all of that. Now, at the same time, it's a bit of a gray area when it comes to healthcare, social security, you know, but whatever, that's fine. Main things is, you know, I'm pretty conservative on the, on the economic end. Socially, I would say I'm more middle. Um, I believe in gun, I, I believe in gun reform. I think that when you, when you, if someone wants to buy a gun in the United States of America, right, it should be the same process as, as getting your driver's license, as getting a car. A car, if not, if you are not trained to operate a car correctly, you can cause serious damage or bodily harm to, to many people. You, you're putting people at risk. If you do not have a driver's license, you don't know how to drive. When you go to a car, you have to go to driver's ed. You have to pass a test. Right, you have to do all these different steps. I think the same should be with when you. I think it should be the same thing when you go and buy a gun. You have to fill out, you know, information. You should have to do a background check. They should do a check, and if you've been a, have any criminal or mental health history, you should have to take a course on how to use the gun, how the gun works. Right, there should be multiple steps. You can't just go into a store. They look you up in a database. You're clear, and they get, and you can buy a gun at 18 years old for cash. You're telling me that I can't have a beer at 18 years old, but I can go buy a semi-automatic rifle? Come on. So like, like I'm saying, that's common sense. I'm not for taking people's guns. I'm, I'm not pro-Second Amendment. I'm not anti-Second Amendment. It's just common sense reform. Um, uh, when it comes to abortion, look, I think that personally, I don't know what if you would call this pro-choice. I, I don't think abortion is a noble, getting an abortion is a noble act. I think it's it's not very appealing when you see people bragging that they had abortions. I think that's a that's a uh, a turnoff, and I don't mean in you know a physically attractive way. I'm saying a turnoff like you know as a person. I don't think you should brag about that. Um, at the same time, I have a problem with the pro life movement. You know, because the pro-life movement really is fueled by religion. It's fueled by religious beliefs. And obviously, and this is one problem that I have with the current Republican Party and evangelical, uh, you know, politicians and supporters, is that they seem that to not believe in a separation between church and state, right? Just because they believe something religiously does not mean the rest of us have to subscribe to those religious beliefs. So... I don't think that we should ban abortion because, you know, it goes against this, it goes against that, right? You don't, 
the person, if the per, like my point is, if you live in Arkansas, a very, a very red state, majority of people don't right in Arkansas would not approve of abortion. If your next door neighbor gets an abortion, that doesn't have any effect on you. Sure, you might you might disapprove of it, you might not agree with it, but that doesn't that's not affecting you, right? It's, if your personal choice was, you don't want to have an abortion, then fine. It's very hypocritical of Republicans, of right-wing people to say, when you're pregnant, you don't have a choice, you have to keep it, right? But during COVID, they said, you know, it's my choice, it's my body, my choice to get a vaccine. That's hypocritical. That's another thing I want to add to, to the podcast and its its overall narrative, is I call out hypocrisy. I call it hypocrisy, hypocrisy on both sides, whether who, I don't care who it's from, I don't care what position of power, if I agree with them, if I don't, I will call out hypocrisy where I think I see it. I think it was extremely hypocritical of right-wing people to say, my body, my choice, on a vaccine mandate. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm for vaccine mandates, but you have to, you know, you have to retrace your steps and say, I can't, you can't use your logic here and, and use a certain logic here and, and not use it there. That's my point. Um, so that's abortion, that's guns, gay marriage, look, it's 2022, people are individualistic, people should be able to, you know, have pride in themselves, I have no problem with gay marriage, what people do behind closed doors, it's their, it's their business, go ahead, you know, God bless you, be happy, I, I think it's seriously troubling that the Supreme Court might reverse that ban on gay marriage, and I think that would be a huge mistake. However, on the issue of gay marriage, I do think that, you know, we heard the instant, the, that famous case with the, with the bakery and the gay wedding, and they wanted the gay wedding cake. A, if someone owns a bakery shop or a wedding venue, whatever it is, you should not if that goes, if, if, a, if gay marriage, and by the way, whether you're Jewish, Muslim, Christian, right? Gay, uh, homosexuality, gay marriage is against, is, is not allowed in any of those religions. So I'm not singling out any, any, you know, single religion. It's all religions. They don't, or I should say the three major ones, really. They don't allow gay marriage, whatever. If you, they should not be forced to serve a wedding or do a ceremony if they don't want to, if they feel personally uncomfortable that it goes against their religious beliefs. Now, I feel that. If, you're, if you own a bakery and a gay couple comes in and they want you to do a cake for their wedding and you personally, you're, you know, the store owner, the bakery owner is a religious person and they don't believe in gay marriage and they don't want to do a wedding for, they don't want to do a cake for the wedding, then you know what? That's That's part of, you know, freedom of religion. That's part of freedom of religion is the freedom to to exercise in those religious beliefs so i I do agree with that that part that we should not force people um who are uncomfortable go to a different bakery go down the street why would you even want a cake from them at that point that's my question you know i'm a jew if someone said to me i don't want to serve you because i'm a jew i'm that that would be discrimination because there's no laws in you know the bible that say that but why would i even want anything from them after that so those are my those are my top my viewpoints on you know the those are I feel like those are the main issues in American politics today guns abortion gay marriage you know taxes economy foreign policy those are my and we'll and we'll dive deeper you know as as the 
as I keep doing more episodes, my views will become more uh, will become more apparent. You know, as I discuss different different topics that are that are relevant. Um, so, I, I, first thing I want to talk about is the twenty twenty four election, how it's starting to shape up. I mean, I don't think there's much to talk about on the on the Democratic side. Obviously, Joe Biden has said that he's going to be running again. Do I think that's a mistake? I do. I don't think Joe Biden has been a good president. Um, I don't think Kamala Harris has been a good vice president. I think they have been awful, actually. I don't think they have done anything. Um, They, you know, Joe Biden does not seem to be physically and mentally uh, prepared to be in uh, the Oval Office. And... Uh, tip uh, and frankly it's 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 embarrassing for me to watch him every day on cnn you know and press conferences the the questions it's it's terrible it's been a terrible administration um so i am no in no way am i a biden supporter of or a supporter of the administration but i think all the news obviously has been on the uh, about the republican party and i don't even know I, i don't even recognize the republican party from 2016. I mean, the Republican Party in the U.S. is a clown show. It is a clown show. The, the candidates are disastrous. Trump is dangerous. <clears throat> Excuse me. Trump is dangerous. He's a, threat to the, uh, he's a threat to the democracy. I think his base is, is, is starting. He's starting to lose his base. It seems like that. I think DeSantis is coming in really strong. You know, Trump's candidates are not winning. Herschel Walker, Georgia, lost. Carrie Lake, Arizona, lost. You know, these are big, these are big races. Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, lost. Right? Those are battleground states that the Republicans need. They need Pennsylvania. They need Georgia. They need Arizona. Since when does a Republican not win Georgia. It's like they they're gonna like let's say Herschel Walker, let's say Herschel Walker did win for a second, right? He would have won by one percent, two percent. Why would they be celebrating a win in Georgia by one or two percent? Georgia is one of the most conservative states in the whole country, and the Republicans can't even win there. Why? Because their candidates are not qualified, they're not smart, and they're hacks. They're political hacks to Trump. And it's crazy to think that there's still a good part of, a good portion of the party that is still loyal to him. And when I say loyal, it's more than loyal. It's they will do anything he says. That's one of the main things that that lost me about Trump was the 2020 election and the lie. I mean, it's a lie that the election was rigged. The lie that the election was stolen. And it's, you have these, congressmen and women senators who were going along with it like you know like puppets you matt gates marjorie taylor green madison cawthorn uh, you know carrie lake all these people it's embarrassing it's embarrassing there's not a shred of evidence that there were any irregularities in the election there was not a shred of evidence and he's still going on he just said the other day on his on his social media platform that we should suspend the constitution to put him back in power. I mean, 
You know that the Republican Party is in trouble when you're saying that Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence are the most sane leadership figures in the party. So that was one of the, that was, and by the way, when I voted for Trump in 2016, Trump was not who he is today. Yes, you know what? He was a hothead. He had some negative qualities. You know, I never loved the name calling and, you know, the other things he did. But he is, he's just, he's, he's lost it. He's off the rails. He's lost it. And the Republican Party is going to need to figure out fast what they're going to do. Because right now, Trump is raising a ton of money. He's raising a ton of money. He's raising hundreds of millions of dollars for this 2024 campaign. And look how it started off. It started off as a disaster. His candidates, he's bragging, oh, I have a huge, uh, I, all my candidates won. No, they didn't, all, not all his candidates won. He had some, some he, has a, he had a good congressional record, but those are not, those are not tough races to win. The tough races that he had to win, he lost. He lost himself and he lost in the battleground states. And you know what? He's raising a ton of money and they need, in the next few months, to get some different candidates in there to contest him. And they will. Uh, Mike Pence is definitely going to run. Mike Pence will run. But Mike Pence is vanilla. He, he's not going to be able to go up on a debate stage and take on Trump. And that's why the only person I think who could beat Trump is DeSantis. I like DeSantis. He's a little conservative for me, but I think he's done a great job in Florida. I think Florida's booming economically. You know, its quality of life is great. You know, everyone wants to go down to Florida. Who doesn't want to go down to Florida right now? And, you know, DeSantis is a smart guy. He, he went to, you know, Yale and Harvard. He, he was, uh, he served. I don't, I don't know if he was a, the Navy, he was a Marine, I forget. But he served front lines. And DeSantis has that, that presidential demeanor to him. But a lot of people have said, I've been watching interviews with, with some Republican voters, and they're hesitant to vote for DeSantis over Trump because they want to keep DeSantis in Florida. And that's a problem for DeSantis. You know, he has to, he's going to have to either put someone in there as, he has to put someone good to replace him so the voters don't get spooked. Because he's doing a great job in Florida, and his approval rating is through the roof. He's like over 60% approval rating in Florida. And they want him there in Florida. So, I mean, you have DeSantis, you have, you have Mike Pence. I mean, Liz Cheney said she's going to run, but I don't think she has a chance. I don't think she has a chance. And, you know, it, it's tough. It, it's tough to win a primary when you're, not, when you're not a radical. You need to be very, very, very radical to win a primary. The, the middle of the road people have not been winning primaries. And we've seen that. Trump, you know, has gone to the far right. He, having that disgusting kid, Nick Fuentes, at his dinner at Mar-a-Lago, along with Kanye, who is an anti-Semite, who I loathe, I despise. And I don't even want to give him airtime of speaking about him on this, on this show. I mean, look who he's, look who he's associating himself with. This is who he's associating himself with. He's the, he was the president of the United States, the most powerful position in the entire world. And he's eating dinner with Nick Fuentes? 
I mean, are you kidding me? It's such an insult to his, to, to so many people. I mean, it should be, his supporters should be insulted that he's like, I don't, like I said, I don't support him anymore. But if I did, I was like, I would think it's an, it's a person. I would be personally insulted if I was still one of his supporters. Like how stupid do you think I am? I'm going to follow you into the depths of hell with these, with these people, because that's where these people are going. They're, they're, they're going to a bad place. These people, they are bad people. Nick Fuentes is a bad person. The alt-right, these white nationalists, radical right-wing people, they are bad people. They are angry, they're filled with rage, and they have no plan. They have no, if you, it's, it's interesting, if you listen to them speak, right, they don't have any views or opinions on, on moving the country forward, Right? They don't, it's, it's all, it's all bullshit that they, that they spew. They blame people for this. They blame people for that. They're, they want to investigate this. They want to investigate that. And I mean, to an extent the the congressional Republicans are going with it. I mean, okay, the Republicans took back Congress, but like they're saying the first thing that they're focused on is now investigating Hunter Biden. They're playing politics. Like, we have real problems in this country and in the world right now that they should be focusing on. They have the power to fix and they're investigating Hunter Biden. And let me get this, let me, let me get this, uh, you know, get this straight. If Hunter Biden broke the law and he did things that were, you know, that were wrong, then he should be investigated for that. But not by, not by the Republican Congressional Judiciary, Judiciary, Judiciary Committee, Okay. That's not what they should be spending their time doing. Refer the case to the Department of Justice, the FBI, whoever it is, and let them decide. That's not what Kevin McCarthy should be doing. He should be working on health care, foreign policy, climate change. There's real problems that we're facing that he should be focusing on. Not partisan investigations. Dr. Fauci, Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. They're going to impeach Joe Biden. What are they going to impeach Joe Biden for? Because he's a because he's a schmuck, and he and he withdrew from Afghanistan poorly. You're going to impeach him for that? Marjorie Taylor Greene files articles of impeachment. I mean, they have. That's why the Republicans are not winning. They're not winning elections because the American people are not stupid. The American people want change. They want policy driven debates, and they want people who are going to listen to their to their problems and deal with them. They don't want people who are political hacks and, and cons that are up there. And that's why Herschel Walker lost Georgia. That is why Herschel Walker lost Georgia. I mean, what he goes up there and he's talking, he's making fun of pronouns the other day. That's what he's doing. Instead of focusing on the unemployment statistics that are happening in Georgia, right? Or the violence in Atlanta. Or improving the inner cities. Real issues. That's what a senator is supposed to do. Not go up there and make fun of pronouns and call everyone a liar and say the fake news media is against him because they, we found out that he paid for 10 abortions and he's pro-life. Ridiculous. And look, I'm no... F- uh, don't get me wrong. I'm no fan of Raphael Warnock either. You know, he's had some troubling, you know... I think instances in the past he's associated with some people that 
I do not like, I do not approve of, I do not support. And, but you know what? It's better than Herschel Walker because he, at least he'll take the job seriously. And it's sad that it's gotten to that point because even the people that I do not like, I do not support, I'm voting for them because at least they'll take the job seriously. I mean, you are in the, they are in the highest positions of power. You think they would instead of trying to just create more headlines and more division. Because what does division do for the Republican base? They think division will rally the base. It's all about keeping themselves in power and keeping the campaign donations coming in. It's a, it's a, it's a very, you know, disappointing, disappointing thing. And the Republicans are gonna. The Republicans are gonna need to figure this out. I mean, Kevin McCarthy. They has got a has got a long road ahead of him. Mitch McConnell. I mean, they should have put some new leadership in there in the Senate. I don't. I, I think Mitch McConnell. His his time is up. You know, when Trump was president, the Republicans had the Senate. They had the presidency and they had the House, and they didn't do anything. They couldn't pass health care. If you remember, John McCain was the deciding vote, and he voted no. It was shortly before he passed away. They couldn't, they, they just didn't, they didn't do anything. They couldn't pass anything because they have no plan on anything. And that is why I've distanced myself from the current Republican Party because how could I support them? How could I support them? They have no plan. It's just attacks. Defend Trump. That's all they do. So I'm going to shift the debate. I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit um, to the ongoing situation in, in Ukraine. And I read today that Ukraine actually just fired. Here it is. I fired, fired some missiles back um, into, into Russia's mainland, which is pretty, I think, more symbolic than, you know, strategic. Um, but, you know, I mean, this is just it's a terrible situation. And I, I do believe, though, that if Trump was president, if Trump was in office, that Putin would not be in Ukraine right now. I think Biden displays weakness. I mean, look at him. How, how can, how, why would any world leader, dictator, tyrant be scared of Biden? Of Biden? I think that, you know, it's interesting because the last time that, you know, uh, Russia moved on Ukraine was when Obama was in office and they annexed Crimea. And then they didn't do anything under Trump, which I think is which I think is a significant, you know, that's that's something to pay attention to. And I think that's to Trump's credit. Um I you know, this the situation with Russia is not good. It's costing the US a ton of money. I mean, we've sent something like 60 billion plus dollars to Ukraine so far. While our school systems are struggling, our roads need to be paved, we have sh- we have crummy airports. Uh, we're we're almost in education and health and life ex- life expectancy, all these different things the US is lacking. The US is lacking. We are so far behind from the rest of the world and the pandemic did not help when it came to education and young children because it set them back years. They weren't in the classroom. And it's like we have all this money. We're sending it all to Ukraine. And this is why this is what Putin's doing. He's strategically weakening us. 
He weakened our economy. He cut off our energy supply. He rose. He he drove up gas prices, right? And what happens when gas prices went up? We need to put more stimulus into the economy. We need to do more things, pump more artificial money so people can pay their bills. And, I mean, Putin is an enemy of, he's an enemy of the state. I mean, he, I, I get it. We have PTSD from the Middle East. We don't want to go into Russia. We don't want to get involved in another war. And I support that. I get it. But, like, Where's the rest of... I, I get NATO's helping, but, like, I feel with all these different conflicts, the, the, the blame, or the, not the blame, the responsibility, financially, specifically, always falls on the U.S. I want to compare, let's see, how much money, how much money has each... NATO country given to Ukraine. So it says in total, NATO countries have so far provided some $40 billion in weaponry to Ukraine, roughly the size of France's annual budget. Hmm. I don't think that has. Let's see how much the U.S. has given. The U.S. has given... $20 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. So let's see. So if NATO gave 40 total and the U.S. gave 20, that means the U.S. gave 20 and the rest of the countries gave significantly less. And I get it. Their economies are smaller. Their defense budgets are smaller. But come on. It's every conflict around the world. It's in the Middle East. It's in, you know, in Asia, in Africa. It, 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 it's different content. I mean, like, it's... People are tired of seeing the U.S. foot the bill for these never-ending conflicts. And our enemies do this purposefully because we, they know we're going to step up and take care of it. It's unfortunate. And, you know, I, I really, I feel anyone with, with a heart has to feel terrible for the people in Ukraine. I mean, complete assault, unprovoked. It's, it's, they're war crimes. Vladimir Putin is guilty of war crimes in Ukraine. It's as simple as that. And it's, I mean, I don't even, it's, it's even hard to talk about it. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting because you have these conflicts that happen and people say, oh, we have to learn from this. Never do it again, blah, blah, blah. And it's just all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And don't think this ends in Ukraine because now China's mobilizing towards Taiwan. Iran is moving towards a nuclear weapon. Right? Our enemies are mobilizing. And this is how world war gets started. And I don't want to be a fear. I don't want to, you know, be a fear monger, or, you know, scare anyone. But I mean, this is the truth. This is, this is the direction the world is heading. Countries are gearing up on their nuclear arsenals. North Korea, Iran, Russia, China. This, it's it's a scary time we're living in. And we could solve so many. I mean, and I guess this is, look, of course, this is naive. It's, it's, it's being an ideologue. But 
everyone just stopped spending money on weapons and came together to better the world. We could create such a great you know planet for each other. It's 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 all fueled by greed and power and money and ego, like everything else, like everything else. So, what am I going? I've gone thirty two minutes. I hope this was an enjoyable first first episode. Um, my episodes in the future will be longer, um, more detailed, more planned out, and I'm going to be having special guests. I kind of just wanted this one as a warm up to um, kind of get used to you know talking for this long, getting some content out there. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I'm going to be doing one every few days, and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I. Hope you continue to listen. Thanks for tuning in.